Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Lawrence spelled backwards. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. And our show is at Locked On Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go subscribe right there. And also hit the notifications bell so you can see when we drop a new video. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave a voice message. We got a lot of those, too. Yep. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for emails. Chris? How's your evening? You know, doing fine. Uh, I would prefer to not have that result of the baseball game occur. Oof. The White Sox 3-1 to one losers last night in Toronto. We are brought to you today by our friends at Locked On MLB. Join walking encyclopedia, baseball encyclopedia, that is. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts okay herb so not a fun one tonight down there in up there in toronto i should say i'm actually i'm north of toronto tonight that's why i say down there it's it's very confusing i'm actually You're in newfoundland <laughs> yeah absolutely good job by you you didn't uh, fall asleep in geography class uh but the Sox say there are nine games up on cleveland who is currently winning and i'm assuming they're going to hold on to that one they had a six-run lead over tejas so you know, a couple news and notes here. T.A. obviously back in the lineup last night, and Rodon is starting today. So happy Carlos Rodon Day, everyone. And I would imagine uh, Yasmani Grandal will be back soon because Tony La Russa said in the pregame yesterday that his return is imminent. So, you know, I would think a short trip from Charlotte to Chicago for the Cubs series would make sense. And uh, if so, we're going to talk about him tomorrow on the show, and uh, that would be good to get him back and the Sox finally back at full strength. So, you know, a tough loss last night. I, I, you know, it was it was a great game, great pitcher's duel for the first six, seven innings or so, and then things kind of unraveled at the end. And, again, you only score one run. You're not going to do your, give yourself many opportunities here to win a Major League Baseball game. So that doesn't help your cause whatsoever. But uh, Robbie Ray was really good last night, as well as Lucas Giolito. Um, you know, let's just go over the, the starting pitchers real fast here as we are one to do. And, and before we go, yeah. like I wasn't even going to do the Robbie Ray thing until you did it last night. You have corrupted me. Actually, I've corrupted you, which you've turned it back on me. So the, all the time I was watching him today, that song was going on my goddamn head. I'm sorry about that. Who um, wants to know? Who wants to know? Um, I think know, I did to you last time. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, we actually, it's funny because uh, I think we had Robbie Ray call the Locked On Sox voicemail at 312-566-8727. Let's hear. He had a great night uh, last night, Robbie Ray did. It goes seven innings, uh, five hits, one run. It was earned. Just one walk and 
14 strikeouts. Mm. He struck out 14 White Sox hitters, and he found the time in the middle of the game during the uh, middle of an inning to, to call our show. 312-566-8727. Hey, guys. Robbie Ray here again. Hey, Robbie. Uh, I know I called last time. And it was a little rude. Just asking you how them nuts taste. Oh. But, you know, I don't even have to ask this time. I mean... I took them out of these yoga-type pants of them and just dipped them right in your mouth. Oh, oh Jesus. Man, Come was... on, man. Techno. Except Johan. Except Johan, my God. He's, he's pretty good. And people on Twitter should stop being so weird. That's Robbie true. Way Out. That's true. Robbie Ray Out. <laughs> look, look, look here, Robbie. Now, look here. I don't like that kind of talk. Now, just stop it. It upsets me. Uh, Herbie, the uh, scouting report uh, for Robbie Ray. When if you're a White Sox hitter up there uh, at the dish, what does it look like at this point? I mean, he was really damn good, and it's not just the White Sox. This is not a Cy Chen, Bruce Chen situation here. He was good last time. He's been good all year. He's gonna uh, make a, a, you know, he's gonna take a lot of money from a team next year, and uh, rightfully so, he's earned it. But uh, yeah, not a good night for the White Sox offensively at all, but especially against Robbie Ray. At Scouting Report is the Jason Kubel, aka the Salvador Perez this year. Scouting Report, it's just it's a blank sheet, blank. just a blank <laughs> piece of paper. I was like, they're not a strikeout team either. Usually, like especially against Yohan, lefties. Exactly. I mean, Yoan leads the team in strikeouts, and he's reverting back to yeah. more the passive. Not today, but I'm saying this year, as opposed to last year and the year before. Real quick, you speaking to Yoan, great piece on Sox Machine today. Um, Patrick Nolan, I believe, uh, helped mm. pen that one. It was a, it was a great deep dive on Yoan, even more so uh, than what we did just in passing a couple weeks back, talking about his troubles against velocity. Uh, so go and read that at Sox Machine. Great stuff right there. Guys doing the work, uh, P-Knowles and, and the mob over there at uh, Sox Machine. Go yeah. ahead. There was nobody that wasn't a victim of Robbie Ray tonight, and that slider and fastball combination – deadly the guys just got our number this year and it's you know sometimes you tip the cap and he's done it multiple times so 14 i didn't expect and i didn't expect the white Sox come out especially with tim back in the lineup and the offense not do anything but i it, it's hard to blame the offense i saw the at bats for the most part and i was like all right these at bats are not awesome but they're not like just giving up they're not just like, oh, this guy's just overpowering me. They're trying. They're yeah. actually trying to see some pitches. He got into some, what, 107 in the seventh. So they got his pitch count up. He didn't get to pitch the eighth and ninth. So that was kind of good, even though he was striking everybody out. Yeah, there was not many opportunities here for the White Sox. And, you know, to your point there, you know, this is one of those evenings where, you know, you have a, a couple of limited opportunities and you can't convert. That's pretty much the ball game right there. And it was a very much a playoff type atmosphere when you think about this mm-hmm. thing and just in, in months of, you know, cashing in on the opportunities that are provided. You know, you have that sixth inning there. T.A. leads off the inning, grounds out. Moncada strikes out, as you mentioned. Pito walks and then uh, Eloy gets hit by the pitch and uh, he went down hard. So the, up you have Luis Robert, who had been uh, – 
you know, hitting pretty well lately, and he strikes out on a really wicked slider uh, with with you know two runners on. It would have been the uh, the go ahead runners at that point in the ball game. Then in the seventh, Andrew Vaughn, Vaughn. He hits the ball really hard. And again, Andrew Vaughn has been hitting the ball really hard a lot lately, and he was not thrilled that he didn't come up with that opportunity there. But I think maybe Andrew Vaughn's due for a day off tomorrow because he's starting to get frustrated. I think. He's and hit- because I think he knows he missed a couple pitches in that at bat. Yeah. But it's not because he's like not knowing, but he knows the ball's coming and he just missed some cookies right there that uh Robbie Ray was throwing him. I think he needs a reset. Young player. It's already played more baseball to this point than he has in a couple years at least. So I think maybe a breather for Andrew Vaughn, not like because he sucks, but just because he's hitting the ball hard, gonna starting to get frustrated and just give him a give him a breather here. He's been a, a good soldier here all season long. Um, you know, it just but he's hitting a lot of hard outs right now, and that can be very frustrating, and that can tend to spiral out of control here. You never want to take a guy's bat who's hitting it hard out of the lineup, but I think in this case it would be beneficial. That way, you can get Eloy back in left field later on today. I would like to see that, and then you get Do the you uh, play Timmy today. Um, no, not not back to back on on the on the hard surface there. You know, I I say why not? Why did they even play him last night? Just if they're going to play him at all, just play him in the getaway day, you know, and then he'll have you know a decent amount of rest between that and the night game. I know they're traveling, but yeah, I don't I don't see any sense to, to hold him out as long as they did and then play him back to back. That doesn't make sense to me. It's it's not necessary. I don't think, especially with Rodon going today. Um, but later on in that inning, there in the in the sixth, um, excuse me, the seventh, you know, uh, uh, Hernandez has the infield single. Leary with a really nice at bat there with two strikes takes it opposite field. And then uh, Sevy and uh, T.A. both strike out there, and that was pretty much it against Robbie Ray. T- Timmy didn't seem to enjoy Robbie Ray uh, I, having I fun. I saw, yeah, I thought I saw it the other way. I thought he was enjoying, like, he's like, okay. Like, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. soaking it in. He's like, oh, do your thing. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing this down mentally. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when I get you, I got you. Well, I think that'll be it. I hope. You know, well, that'd be kind of scary. I think if I would the Sox... love the Blue Jays to make the playoffs. Well, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. That would, be, that would kill either the Red Sox or the Rays out of my way, or, or those goddamn Yankees. Ooh, and, and members of goddamn we the, Yankees. We got them hot. As, <laughs> damn, they're yeah, hot. they were hot coming in too. We didn't get them hot. They were already hot coming in. So, but again, you know, not a lot of opportunities there. And when you can't take advantage of your limited opportunities, that's bad news. But on the flip side, um, Giolito. Last night, he was pretty mm-hmm. damn good uh, against a good lineup. Giolito, he ends up going, he goes six innings, five hits, one run. It was earned, one walk, six strikeouts. And I got to say, you know, he, this reinvention of, of Lucas Giolito, I've been pretty impressed with him. He had the slider working early, and uh, he, he was pretty damn good. You know, I would have liked to see him in a position to get the win and get some more run support, but it just was not in the cards for him tonight. But I thought he was really good. Me too, and... I think this is good for Lucas. It's kind of stacking on good start after good start. So you got this one, the one before this in Tampa. The Yankees start was subpar, wasn't his best start. But you know, the next start, let's let's build on these th- these starts and make sure that we're going to the playoffs on a high because that lull after the sticky stuff thing that happened with him with the uh, Josh uh, Donaldson. Donaldson so remember his shirt not, herb you got something you want to say or whatever his yeah oh, jesus christ <laughs> he's such a tool love him though tool. Uh, but like he's you know had a lull in the middle of the season now he's found a way i think uh steve stone says the exact thing that i say dylan cease has the best stuff on this staff he's not the best pitcher you see sometimes where 
Lance Lynn the other day doesn't have anything. He just has fastball at subpar, and then he tries to do the cutter, the sinker, and it's not working. But he gets through with guile and cunning. He knows where the ball needs to be for the hitter not to hit the ball hard. Same thing I think Lucas is going through right now. He didn't have his great stuff, but he knows how to pitch. He knows how to pitch with B-plus stuff. He knows how to pitch with C-minus stuff more often than not. And watch out when he has his A-plus stuff, guys. It's going to be filthy. And I saw some of that in the Tampa start. He was kind of, you know, know, that anger was back. He's ramping it up. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't know necessarily if I saw that level of anger today or wherever it is, but – I like where he's going. I like the where he's headed towards. Let's check in with an old friend here on the voicemail before we move on to the battle of the bullpens here and how this game was lost. Let's check in with an old friend here. Yeah, Frank Medicano oh, over here. Hey, Frank. How you doing? Got a strange phone call in the dugout today. Oh. Denny Terrio called, and he wants oh. his pants back from Robbie Ray. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I saw Merv Griffin's ghost out there goosing Ray between pitches. <laughs> Weird shit in Toronto, boy. I'll tell you. Tegna. <laughs> Take care. Sorry, they slip. Um, also, we got to thank you, Frank Menachino, as always, for, for checking in. Love when you check in, Frankie. You're, you're one of our favorite people. Uh, see if you can uh, get a couple more runs uh, maybe later on today. That that would be great. And I would prefer the home run. Fuck the home run. Okay, sorry. You said it. All right. So, also. Like I just saw a, a tweet sent out by Chris Kamka. The White Sox had 30 hits in these three games versus <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays. 27 of them have been singles. Mm, that's I don't know if that's yeah that's got to be just some tough luck I I don't know um, it's certainly you know we know they need to hit the long ball in order to to really uh, be successful against these teams uh, but you know they've kept Toronto in the ballpark too which is why this these losses have been frustrating here um, but yeah man it's it's it's, it's got to improve here but let's talk about the battle of the bullpens here uh, after a quick timeout here on Locked On White Sox this episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar Built Bar it's the best tasting protein bar ever little health and fitness update here. I am down 24 pounds. I'm so close to hitting that 25-pound mark, and it's all thanks to Built Bar. Well, not all of it, but without Built Bars, how would I ever be able to have delicious, healthy snacks that prevent me from falling off and having stuff like cookies and cake, stuff that's bad for you, loaded with sugar, but with Built Bar, I have a healthy option here. I even take them on vacation. They're so great, and they've got a new flavor out now, Rocky Road. It's got marshmallow and almond. They're on BuiltBar.com now, but you got to act fast. Sign up for the email and text alerts like I did so you don't miss these new flavors when they drop. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, they've got some great flavors up there. Along with Rocky Road, you've got orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and even cherry barcia. All great flavors. I was able to snatch up German chocolate with my last order. I still got a few of those left. I'm kind of hoarding them, but they're one of my favorites as well. And Built Bars, as you know, always packed with protein, 17 grams of protein in most, and only 130 to 180 calories depending on the bar you get. But best of all, only four and a half grams of sugar. How amazing is that? It's all the great taste, but without the guilt. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get yourself a free gift. And right now, when you go to Built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
betting on the White Sox. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted boy by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it's a one-to-one game here, and the, the in come the bullpens after two sterling efforts by the uh, starting pitchers in this ball game, and then uh, in the seventh inning. Who comes out of the game, or who comes into the game, I should say, is one of my new favorite guys. Tempura, tempura, tempura. One of my new favorite buttons. Tempura. I love him. Uh, he, uh. He, he pitches lights out once again, and Ryan McGuffey tweeted this during the ball game. Since uh, Tempura has been here, since Ryan Tapera has been with the White Sox, um, 10 games, 9 innings pitched, 1 run, 14 strikeouts, 3 walks, and an earn run average of one, he's been really damn good, and he was good once again. But remember when that man got booed? Yeah, that was the one <laughs> run he gave up. It was a rocket of a home run, and I think it was his first batter he ever faced. Was it? Was it? Damn, Nelson Cruz. I mm, forgot who they it were was. playing Cleveland. So, okay. oh, Fran Reyes, maybe somebody did, good. Where yeah, it's like mm, that ball was murdered. So yeah, yeah I. And been shocked how great he is so far. Well, he's been every the same... time he comes in the game. Yeah, he's been the same guy he was with the Cubs. But, but not a lot of like, people saw that guy. No, and I think that first game is jitters, not knowing the the battery's going against. Even yeah. though you know, spend some time in Toronto. I don't know. Just and the guy got released or got his uh, non tendered last year by the Cubs, and he came back and worked on himself and had this great season with the Cubs, and then gets booed on his first day like it's <laughs> it's counterproductive he's giving effort guys he's on your team booing him does nothing the booing guys were like no see since we booed him he's been lights out <laughs> yeah touche dicks <laughs> touche dicks uh, very well said he comes in gets two quick outs he walks espinal didn't do himself any favors there only to get to Bo bichette but then he gets bichette to pop out there uh to end the mini threat there in the seventh and the eighth inning here for the Sox is where it gets interesting here, and we can sort of debate this here. Uh, Aaron Bummer enters the game, mm-hmm. and he gets uh, immediately two strikeouts. Uh, you get Simeon and Vlad Jr. striking out, and then uh, gives up back-to-back singles. And now you're at a point here. He's already faced his his minimum number of hitters that, he's, uh, that he needs to face in the inning. It was odd to bring him out against the righties to begin with, but it's mm-hmm. Aaron Bummer. He's kind of on a different tier, I think. Like, Aaron Bummer should be able to get everyone out. But when you have the back-to-back singles here and you have Alejandro Kirk coming up, and I was texting with our guy Kevin Zipak during the game, and we were just talking about this disaster uh, of, a, of a move, in our opinion, by by Coach Tony. Uh, Alejandro Kirk has a three ninety four on-base percentage against left-handed pitching. So th- th- I think that would have been an easy call to make after the two back-to-back singles. I mean – frustrating because Tony La Russa was billed as the master of the bullpen and this is the guy that's going to play matchups all day long with you and they've got the horses down there to do it Kopech was not out there long two nights ago that would have been a good spot I think for Kopech to come back out there and mm-hmm. and 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 sort of uh, reverse the whatever bad feeling he had in his mouth from the night before I don't know if he was unavailable that shouldn't be the case because he wasn't out there that long but what did you make of that move? You know, I know we talk about process over results. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Kirk just did a really nice job, and he's a good hitter, and he made up for himself early in the ball game where he didn't run out that ball to end the inning there. But what did you make of that move there, not pulling Aaron Bummer earlier? I thought it was a mistake. Um, 
Teosco Hernandez, the third guy he faced in that inning, so he would have to face him no matter what, is OPSing 1.157 versus left-handers, like crushing left-handers with a slugging percentage of 763. Like, I don't care how good your person is at getting out righties. That guy sees lefties, and he crushes them. Lucky kept the ball in the ballpark. Now, I don't know what went into that. You had to pitch to him, even though you had the first, like, uh, I think it was uh, Gordon or Jason brought up, you got the first two guys out. You have the availability of walking Tiasco Hernandez yeah, right there. Not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't care what the splits are. I'm not a fan of that, but okay. I, I, get so it. I get it. Then he had the choice of before the inning. Why don't we start off with, I know it hasn't gone well, but let's get Craig Kimbroth or there if he's available. Let's go and get, like you said, Michael Kopech. Let's start him out. I would even take Jose Ruiz, who came in later in that inning well, and uh, threw some fire onto the fire. We'll get to the hat, yeah. And so, you know, there's choices that you question, and this is one I questioned. Like you said, I think we both first guessed, didn't even like, you know, know we were first guessing, but you to Kevin and me to Courtney saying, mm, I'm not a fan of it. If it works out, it works out. It didn't work out. Yeah, it's hard to get too upset about it because it is Aaron Bummer who's been really damn good lately, but you have to wonder the uh, the thought process there. And the, the thing going to Ruiz immediately after that, I get it, now all of a sudden you're down, but it was like a flow chart of bad decisions. Like you keep chasing bad decisions after you left Bummer in there too long and you go to Ruiz who is not your standard high leverage guy. It's not oh. a guy, to, it's not a stop the bleeding guy. And he goes in and he immediately walks in uh, the the next run and that's that's the ball game right there. I mean the Sox had a mild threat there in the in the bot the top of the ninth inning. They did get the leadoff man on, and the double play wipes that away. But if you're talking about just a one run game at that point, maybe that's a little more manageable. And uh, Romano has been really good against the White Sox. But yeah, man, the, the the decision to bring in Ruiz after and I and I know now you can tell me that everyone's available later on today with Rodon and you can really map it out how you want because he's probably not going to go six let alone you know he's not going to probably not going to go five let alone six I think they're going to be very cautious with him and just see make sure he feels good and then they can set up their bullpen like it should be schedule later on today Carlos give me five if you can and then you know I'm, I'm going to roll out you know I'll go you know Kopech six you know and whoever you want to throw in the seventh and then you can go Hendricks for two you know and, or and then you know Kimbrel in the ninth if you want I don't care what, how you do it you know but you have your best guys in the bullpen that don't see any action in Kimbrel and and Kopech and you got to feel like that's that's a missed opportunity right there but you feel like if you can grab one today you split in Toronto and you, you come off the road trip and not ideal after losing two or three in Tampa, but you're like, all right, fine, it happens. You know, every every team has a bad road trip, and that's not even bad, bad. You know, it, I think it's bad, bad if you don't win later on today, Ugh. but still, it's Ugh. not horrendous because we've seen no. good teams have have you know bad road trips. You know, it happens all the time in baseball. So you know, and but it would just continue the theme of us a uh, team losing. Badly on the road versus yeah. teams that are over 500, like they did the Yankees, the Astros, Tampa, and now if they lose right here to T- Toronto to later on today. I don't think it has any carryover effect, especially for these guys who seem to have short memories about things. So in the grand scheme, it's just us bitching about it. Um, but I got a feel like 
they have uh, some type of feeling about it. Like, you know, I want to compete. We want to compete with the best of the East, the best of the West, and show these people that we are contenders. You know, Yankees came into our place and took us took us out. We went to their place and they swept us. So what are we doing here? The Astros, they murdered us down there. We got a little vengeance when we came back up here for two for three. But still, these guys don't see us as equals yet, and we need to make them feel it even if it is a split with Toronto. Yeah, I wonder if this is a situation where the, this team looks at, they know the narratives out there. These guys are all on social media. They hear the national talkers. You know, they, they know how people feel about them against teams uh, that are, you know, above 500, teams on the road that are that are better than them. And, you know, I think they have to see that as like, okay, have that chip on their shoulder going into the postseason. And I'm okay with that because I do believe top to bottom they're as talented as anyone in the American League easily. So they just have to go out there and prove it, which can be the hardest part. But also maybe you hang on to this division thing. You got the soft landing spot with the Cubs coming back this weekend. Mm, you could kind of get, get right again, mentally mm. reset. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're peeling days off the calendar and you can look forward to hopefully a clinching scenario where you can finally just let just, you know, ah, take a deep breath there and, you know, line yourselves up for the postseason and feel a lot better about yourself because this is a grind, man. Let's not forget. This is not easy. The Sox still, I believe, still have the, the largest division lead in all of baseball, and it's still not easy for a team like that. So, you know, this, this, this stuff happens in a baseball season. So, you know they see that. You know they want to debunk that. And I'm cool with them having that chip on their shoulder going into the postseason, to be honest with you. I would like for them to answer those questions definitively so we all can see it, so they can see it because I believe there's power to a, the team themselves seeing it but mm-hmm. even if, if that's what the naysayers are saying you know you build a John straw man out there in the clubhouse you know the bulletin board <laughs> material like that's fine if they want to do that rip but, off some clothes yeah exactly. every time you get a victory <laughs> exactly so um, I think that's all I've got from this one this one is I did not like that move there leaving bummer in for that long but also I, I kind of understand the thought process but I wish I, I would have known uh, why the why and then Tony spoke after the game so we'll try to get some clarity on that as well but I, you, you know this is not one of those things where we're looking back after it happened and you're trying to Monday morning quarterback it but because like you would think that they have all the splits when they when they factor in these decisions I don't know what's in those managers binders when they're making these decisions this is not one of those things where oh man uh, Kirk uh, is crushing lefties on <laughs> Wednesday nights in August you know like it's not one of those things like this is just straight yeah. up splits Le- lefty righty split so that you had that has to be something that that's brought up so uh, maybe we'll get some clarity on that but uh, i mean i don't know what what's ethan looking at if he's not looking at that type right of, uh, that's what i mean yeah that's what i mean so we'll take a quick time out here we'll preview tomorrow's show next here on locked on white Sox. this episode of locked on white Sox is brought to you by our friends at bet online it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season and as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survival contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. 
for new customers only when signing up and using our promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and do not forget our promo code locked on when you sign up. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are brought to you today by Rock Auto. You know, Herb, there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car is ever going to need. So why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, Herb, like, is your car an LX or an EX? Would you even know? If I, I would asked not. You? <laughs> yeah, I don't so, have a car. So you go out... <laughs> Yes, you do. You go out to the car. car. (laughs) Okay, so you go out and you check. Like, I don't know if it's an LX or an EX. Let me go check. Meanwhile, the person behind the counter looks up parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. Why do that when you've got a computer with access to rockauto.com right there in your pocket? It's your cell phone. So why would you do all that stuff when you can go to rockauto.com? And here's the thing about those chain stores and going to your dealership. You're going to spend 30, 50, or even twice as much for the same parts than you would by going to rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, right? You don't know how much that costs. You go to a chain store and you're thinking that's, you know, a few hundred bucks. And yeah, it could be 300 bucks, could be 400 bucks. But you go to rockauto.com, the current price right now for a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey, $216 at rockauto.com. So why would you go anywhere else? They're a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I, even though we don't know anything about cars, but this is for people like us. So you just know you need a part and you need to get it for the best price possible. So you go to rockauto.com. Go there, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and do us a favor, won't you? Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Final show of the week here, uh, Friday, Herb, and I can't believe it's already coming up here. It's episode 308 tomorrow, and uh, we're going to break down a little bit of Carlos Rodon's start today up in Toronto. Very exciting to get Carlos back, and we'll see if the offense can respond and finally put some runs up on the board uh, because uh, I believe Ryu's going for uh, the Blue Jays today let's check those probables here real fast but uh, beyond that yes uh, you are correct yeah so we've we've got that going and also we've got some mailbag stuff to get into it's been a while and because these day games are difficult to give you a full breakdown and also who wants to have a breakdown of a, of a day game 12 hours later um, and unless something historical happens so that's why it gives us an opportunity to give you guys a mailbag episode where we answer some questions that we've been meaning to tend to for quite a while. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. That's LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. We'll get some of those out of the way. The voicemails as well. 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. We'll get those out of the way and you guys can enjoy the show throughout the entire weekend and it's not stuff that's that's already uh, out of date come you know Friday afternoon. So we're gonna you know talk about Yasmani coming back and some other things uh, of note that interest me. So that sound good because I frankly I want to go out and have a good time tonight going to see Tim Dillon at the Chicago Improv uh, ah. with Craig Miller and Joe Dredge. So I'm looking forward to that. I've never seen Tim. Uh, we were supposed to go see Tim Dillon last October. Uh, it was uh, it was a hectic time in my life, and I really could have used a night out. But then that's when uh, your mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, you know you know pulled the cord on all that stuff. That's when everything got shut down again in the fall. 
So this is our first time going to see Tim Dillon, and I'm looking forward to it very much. So we will not. When you a... said Tim Dillon, I thought the ba- is there a baseball player named Tim Dillon? Um, I, I I'm thought, I mean, well, I'm sure like, there had to have been at some point. Yeah, uh, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, I was like Tim Dillon. That sounds great. He turned his career into a baseball. Oh wow! Oh, Tim oh, Dillon's no, a Hall of uh, NIU Hall of Famer. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Uh, that's the paul yeah so you got yeah. me you, yeah you got me screwed up out here it should be it's all the same um so yeah so, so yeah let's have a let's have a good night let's uh finish that and do and do some uh voicemails tomorrow or some uh emails if you guys want to i'm with yeah i you know i don't think that uh call is gonna go that long and yeah. so the no hitter is gonna be out of the table off the table early so i think he's gonna pitch well i'm just putting it out there probably four innings uh, probably seven, eight strikeouts, and then just taken out because he's got too many pitches. I think what I'll do is we'll do the show, we'll start the show, and I'll leave a little, we call it in the industry, a donut, where you go in and you fill something in after the fact, and I'll, I'll say, I'll toss to Herb, Herb, what do you think about Carlos Rodon today? And then you The can, Atlanta you can, Falcons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> President Clinton will be there with his wife. Hillary, uh, yeah. So maybe we can do that, and uh, and that'll be fun. That'll be a little game within the game there, and also get some uh, in depth reaction from Herb there. So yeah, I'm, I'm with it. So let's do it tomorrow. That's all I got today. Let's uh, go out there and, and, and get him on Getaway Day and, and salvage a split here. Need it to need it bad after that that bad one last night. So that's all I got. At Chris Tannehill at Eckernwall twenty three. That's Chris. My name is Herb. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Socks.